Well, hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This, of course, is Stinchfield, the podcast. So happy to be with you today. Big news. Joe Biden. Operation Oust Joe Biden is well underway. Um, I don't know if this is good news or bad news for Republicans. You look at this report by Robert Herr. Clearly, it spells out what we all know, that Joe Biden is in mental decline maybe beyond what we originally thought, where this guy can't even remember whether he's president or vice president. He doesn't know where he is. Very, very scary. Now, they don't recommend criminal charges, which is clearly a different set of rules for for the left. But I believe beyond that, this report is even more damning for Joe Biden because it calls into question his mental acuity and his mental prowess, which is completely lacking. Even the mainstream media is on board with this. This is teeing up the ouster of Joe Biden, and this is all orchestrated by a very real deep state. We're going to talk about all of that today and why the deep state is doing this. Well, we know because he can't beat President Trump. Uh, But we'll, we'll play it out for you. We'll hear some of the sound bites from... Joe Biden, and then, of course, reaction from the mainstream media, which may surprise you as well. We're grateful to Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com, for their sponsorship of this program, 855-322-GOLD. Precious metals, if you're not putting some money into precious metals, you are missing out, folks. And uh, now is the time to do that. Our friends at Midas Gold Group can help you with that. All right, let's get the show started. Uncensored and unapologetic, this is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, so I do believe the deep state is real. I have for a very long time. These ruling class of career bureaucrats that are so dug in, they will do anything to keep power at all costs. And they see that power slipping away from them as President Trump continues to gain ground on Joe Biden. And Joe Biden not doing himself any favors. 76% of Americans see him as mentally unfit to be president. That makes him a national security risk. And for whatever you want to say about the other side, 50% of America that leans left compared to our 50% that leans right to strong right, whatever you want to say about the other side, Americans aren't dumb. They know that Joe Biden is not fit to be president. The problem is, on the left, we have an elite group of insiders that control the narrative to control how this all gets played out, and they want power. <clears throat> so one of the benefits to Joe Biden is that they can control him, right? We know that that he is being controlled. I believe the Clintons, the Obamas, George Soros, throw a couple other billionaires in there. Uh, they are calling the shots and running the show. Susan Rice along with, along with Barack Obama. Who do you put in there that you can control, This is a big issue for them because Joe Biden is mentally incapacitated as he is. He's the perfect candidate for them because they can totally control him. Where he fails now, though, is having to go into a campaign. They're seeing the writing on the wall that though they could go to a basement campaign the first time around, it's not going to work this time. So they need plan B. Operation oust Joe Biden phase two is now well underway. And uh, whether it's Michelle Obama, they could certainly control her, uh, or whether it's Gavin Newsom. The reason why I don't think they want Gavin Newsom right now is because he's he throws a monkey wrench in all this. He's not going to be as easily controllable 
as a Michelle Obama who's married to the great architect Barack himself. All right, so let's go through Joe Biden. Now, if you want to have any proof that uh, Joe Biden has a serious issue and his team has a serious issue, all you have to do is, is look at who made the decision to have him come out and give what was dubbed an emergency speech to the nation at, uh, what was it, 8 o'clock, prime time, basically, right before 8 o'clock. I was doing my Real America's Voice show. In my ear, the producer says, Joe Biden is about to give an emergency speech to the nation. I thought, have we launched attacks against Iran? Is this a national security issue? But no, he came out to defend himself against Robert Hur's report. And may I remind you, and I'm just going to read some of this from the report, uh, from Robert Hur's report. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. He did not remember even within several years of when his son, Bo, died. Now, I don't doubt that this happened because Joe Biden has gotten very confused about Bo claiming that he died as a war hero, as a combat veteran, but he didn't. Bo Bo Biden, certainly a hero, and I'm grateful for him for for being a military veteran, but he did not die in war. He died of a brain cancer. Super sad, and I don't want any parent to have to bury a child, but this is what's confusing. From Joe Biden's perspective, Robert Hur's report goes on. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. Now, this is where they let him off the hook, because clearly Joe Biden's document scandal is far worse than Joe uh, than President Trump's. Joe Biden's document scandal, he had documents strewn over his garage at, at University of Pennsylvania, at nonprofit organizations. They were all over the Northeast. President Trump's at least were locked in the most secure building on the East Coast other than the White House. That would be Mar-a-Lago. And so far worse, not to mention President Trump was president of the United States. Joe Biden wasn't. Uh, yet you think they're going to let President Trump off? like they do Joe Biden. Oh, he was just a well-meaning elderly man. You tell the cop when you're going 85 and a 55 that you were well-meaning. I'm going to pick up my son at school. I'm late. Well-meaning, you're still getting a ticket in most cases. Joe Biden escapes criminal prosecution. What the deep state didn't allow him to escape, though, was him getting hammered for his mental acuity. And I mean... It couldn't have been more damning. If you set out to destroy a man, this is how you would do it. Uh, Quote, it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him, being Joe Biden. By then, a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. He's admitting here it's a serious felony. Uh, And and it goes on. Biden was quoted in the report of, of asking... When he was vice president, quote, when did I stop being vice president in 2009? Am I still vice president? Now, you're the leader of the free world, supposedly. At least you hold that office. You forgot you were president of the United States. You don't know when you were vice president. 
Uh, this, folks, is, is about as bad as it gets. Now, if I was a commentator and this was the exact same report about President Trump and they made all these claims about President Trump, I would be here telling you this is a weaponized justice system. These are lies. I, they, they made this stuff up to damage him. I admit that I would be defending President Trump, but I could point to President Trump's mental acuity. I can point to President Trump being sharp as attack. I can point to President Trump not getting lost on stage. I can point to President Trump not shaking hands with a ghost. I can talk to President Trump not confusing presidents. I can talk sh- sh- point to President Trump not falling down the steps or up the steps of Air Force One. See, Joe Biden has a history of all of this. Now, what I do believe is this is still an example of a weaponized justice system, and they weaponize it to whatever their benefit is. So, yes, it was biased to let him off, but it certainly was weaponized to go after him to enable the process to begin to get him out of office. So, again, I will say this. Who came up with the idea to uh, bring him to bring him in, give a speech, and then allow people to ask questions. This was a horrible, horrible idea on behalf of the mainstream media. All right, this is Joe Biden. I'm going to start with Peter Ducey's comments because it really was the best part of the whole thing. After Joe Biden gives his not-such-a-great speech, Peter Ducey of Fox News says this. Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's you, uh, that's you that's what your uh, memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, President. My memory is not gotten. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. President, Mr. President, voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. So that is pretty bad, folks. It really is. He doesn't come off well. He doesn't come off strong. He doesn't come off as a man that is in control or in charge. And now you've got mainstream media, another woman who I think was from CBS, asking Mr. President, uh, what, what do you say to the American people, basically? And he doesn't really have an answer. He's got this country back on his feet. What have you passed? What, what have you done? You talked about passing bills and all of these things. Tell me what, if they would have asked, Mr. President, could you explain to me the the things that you passed that are so great, he wouldn't have been able to remember them. He would have been called out instantly for that. All right, I'm going to play some more of these clips, but I want to remind you, folks, about my friends over at Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. They're doing such a tremendous job at helping My podcast listeners, my radio show listeners start to invest some of their money into gold. Look, the greenback, cash, used to be backed by gold. It's not. Now it's back to trust in government. Do you have any trust in government? Many people are looking at cash and saying, you know what? The value just isn't there anymore. And if you want an an emergency 
commodity that you can hold that that will stand the test of time as a valuable, tradable commodity, gold is it. This is why so many people are now flooding to gold, including China, by the way. MidasGoldGroup.com is the website I want you to go to, 855-322-GOLD. They're veteran-owned. They're good guys. They were just down at, at a rally down on the border. We talked to them about that. Uh, they know how important securing this country is, but they know how important securing your financial future is as well. Talk to them about what's right for you. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD. I know these guys, a lot of gold companies out there. I trust these guys. Trust me on this one. If you're thinking about investing in gold, go to Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right. Uh, I said that I would continue with some of these clips of Joe Biden. They they are not good, okay? Um, this is him talking about his son died. You know, remember in the report, they said he did not remember when Bo, his son, died. Well, there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every memorial- All right, look, I-, I feel horrible for Joe Biden that his son died of a brain tumor. I feel sorry that he's got to hold that rosary. But he didn't remember, apparently, according to the report, when his son died. He goes on to say that they have a memorial for him every day on Memorial Day, which is somewhat bizarre because he didn't die in combat. It wasn't a veteran who died serving the country. He died of a brain. Why wouldn't you have the memorial on the day he died? Maybe on his birthday. Why do they choose Memorial Day? But this then gets back into why Joe Biden constantly tells people who lost a loved one in battle. He constantly tells them, I lost my son in Iraq, which is a total lie. But maybe he believes it because he's just so confused out of all of this. So again, I told you it was a huge mistake for him to come in front of the country. He confuses... People were saying he confuses the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt. It's not. What he did was he confused the country. He's talking about Egypt, but he says Mexico. He mentions Egypt's president, Sisi, but he says it's Mexico's president, which is just not good. I'll let you hear it. But again, if you're out there to dispel the the fears that you are not capable and you can't remember who the president of Egypt is versus the president of Mexico, this is a real problem. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian. So it's not the president of Mexico. It's the president of Egypt, and he was talking about the situation in Gaza and refugees. So he got Sisi right because he was talking about Egypt, but he got the country wrong. Mexico is a world away from Egypt. So none of this dispels the thoughts. Now, you have Republicans coming out now, folks, 
Republicans coming out and saying that they want to invoke the 25th Amendment and have Joe Biden removed from office. Now, I would ask you this. Why would you want to remove Joe Biden from office when he's the easiest one to beat? Now, I know we have to weigh national security issues, and he is a national security risk. Does that threat outweigh the prospect of having to run against a Michelle Obama? At this point, with virtually 10 months until the election, I am not for starting the process of ousting Joe Biden. Quite frankly, I want to run against the guy. Maybe I'm putting my country at risk. Maybe I'm not. Maybe uh, I'm having enough faith that his handlers are controlling at least the situation. So far, we've gone three years. It's, it's devastating. It's disastrous. We are on the verge of World War III, but if we can just e- eke through another 10 months, keep things right where they are, this outweighs the prospect of removing him. Removing him is not what we want to do if we want to get President Trump to win. President Trump can beat any Democrat. I promise you that. He can beat Gavin Newsom. He can beat Michelle Obama. But he's going to have an easier time beating this clown because this clown's bad news. I'll play you the long version of this sissy moment um, because I want you to see how confused he is leading up to it. Watch. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. So, head down, heavy breathing, can't figure out where it starts. He uses a, a lot of filler words to try to come up with what he wants to say. Then, of course, he botches the, the country, says Mexico, not Egypt. But I think the first comments have largely gone underreported. But they're just as troubling. And it's about Israel. He calls their response to having thousands of Israelis slaughtered at the hands of terrorists over the top. I don't understand. Because if Mexico would have come into the United States and killed thousands of our citizens, you want to see an over-the-top response from the United States of America? It would look far different than what Israel has done. I mean, we we would be bringing the hammer. Listen to him. Of the response... The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. Oh, really? Over the top? The conduct hasn't been over the top. Those Israeli warriors are going in into tunnels, 350 miles of tunnels, facing brutal fighting from fighters that do not engage in any kind of rules of war whatsoever. They're trying to root them out, save civilian life. They're giving civilians notice. Civilians don't want to leave. You've got terrorists using them as human shields. Hamas has offered up negotiations on the table to get hostages back. 
Hamas does not want to negotiate. They talk about a two-state solution. But I would offer up, well, who's going to run the second state? Is Hamas running the second state? Gaza already voted for, so what's the second state? None of this works. What is over the top on behalf of Israel's perspective? Israel cannot exist until Hamas is destroyed. Why does Joe Biden not realize that? Very sad that he doesn't. So reaction to all of this. I told you this is the deep state's move to oust Joe Biden, this report from Robert Hur, calling out his mental competency. Well, the mainstream media now is turning on Joe Biden because they're part of the deep state plan. They work in cahoots with these people. So let's just thank God this is not October. So it is weighty. It is damning. Um, and it's going to be important for the president to uh, sort of clean that up for himself uh, and for his presidential narrative, because you have this other branch now sort of weighing in and saying, yeah, he's sympathetic because he's forgetful. That is- so he says, thank God it's not October. It's now. Why does he say that? He makes a, a, a reference to he's saying that is there's not enough time to clean up the damage. It's October, early voting starts in a few weeks, and then here comes the election, and, and Joe Biden would be sunk. But then Michael Steele, the former Republican National Committee chairman, by the way, we'll talk about a wolf in wolf's clothing that was running our party, which is why I'm so upset with Republicans. He's a Democrat, a left-wing Democrat now. What he's saying there really is, thank God this happened now because it allows us to move somebody else in to office. And Democrats do have those provisions, even if it was after the convention. There are provisions for the executive committee to make recommendations, bring party delegates back, and re-vote on a nominee. I'll let him continue. That is something that Trump will exploit. That's why it's important that this is happening in February and not in October. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you have the runway now, probably three weeks, two weeks, where this is going to bubble and make some noise, um, will be talked about certainly on Fox, that by the time you get to summer and into the fall, this storyline, because there will be so many other greater storylines that will suppress it and, and diminish it, will become the important factor. If we're in October, it's a different conversation because that will leave an imprint on the voters' mind as they go to the ballot box. Does he really believe when right now 76% of the American public think he's mentally unfit that this story's going away when literally he cannot find his way off the stage? He turns around, where am I going? He can't remember presidents. He has more flubs than you can imagine. He's got to use the small steps, the little kid steps on Air Force One. You think this story is not going away. Michael Steele. That's wishful, wishful thinking. So this is Anderson Cooper uh, on CNN. That They're not happy about all this either. I think the president did himself any favors in that speech. Um, he undercut two of his biggest messages. The adults are back in charge by sort of being dismissive of, yes, he was exonerated. He's not going to be convicted or tried for this. But there's some really damning pieces of information in here. He had deliberations around Afghan war plans with him. He spoke to a biographer about classified documents who didn't have clearance this showed a decent level of reckless mishandling of classified information and let's not forget the biographer 
admitted to investigators that he deleted recordings that he should not have deleted, that were during an investigation, he admitted to deleting evidence, and he's not being charged with anything. He said in that that he didn't. He, he said that he didn't. Um, so I think there was a dismissiveness to the seriousness of this. And then on the other hand, they were using this bizarre line to say he stepped away from an international crisis, the biggest attack on our ally Israel since the Holocaust, to go deal with a self-inflicted investigation by the Department of Justice. How is that supposed to inspire confidence? I, I don't know why he went back out. He already said most of this at, um, in Virginia today. But this is, this is becoming a five-alarm fire for the White House. Fifth Mexico? Mexico? Where did that come from? I mean, that's the only thing anyone's going to remember from. So that's Jeffrey Tubin calling out, how do you confuse Egypt and Mexico? The other commentator, a five alarm fire for the White House. When was the last time you had the mainstream media turning on a Democrat administration? The only time they do it is if they want him gone. This is what the push is all about, trying to get him out. Now, Joe Biden has had a long history of people not being confident in his mental acuity. I saw this on social media. This goes back 10 years ago when he was vice president. They were making fun of his uh, mental fitness, which was zero back then. Imagine what it is now. Well, you don't have to imagine. You see it. The vice president isn't here tonight, not for security reasons. He just thought this event was being held at the Dulles Airport Applebee's. <laughs> yes, right now, Joe is elbow deep in jalapeno poppers and talking to a construction cone he thinks is John Boehner. <laughs> also true. Um, it's crazy to think that Joe Biden is only one heartbeat away from no one taking him seriously as president. <laughs> Sorry for that one. So that was 10 years ago or more on C-SPAN. You know, they're making this joke, the roast about Joe Biden. They were making jokes about him long before he became president, that he was out to lunch, that he makes up stories, that he's talking to a construction cone thinking it's John Boehner. I guess maybe because of the orange, maybe. Uh, 10 years ago, if this that joke was five years ago, they could have said President Trump. Sorry, Mr. President. All right, so this is, this is the problem. Now, I saw something very interesting, and I want to play it for you. It's a little history of who Robert Hur is. Robert Hur, the special prosecutor who investigated this, that's giving Joe Biden a pass criminally, but literally leveled a knockout punch to the guy. Who is Robert Hur? Robert Hur was involved in the Russian collusion hoax. Robert Hur was cozied up next to Rob Rosenstein, who was the uh, uh, assistant um, U.S. attorney involved in prosecuting much of, of this stuff. Um, I'm going to play this clip from, uh, well, I found it online, and uh, I want you to watch it because it really sums up who Robert Hur is. Once you realize who he is, then it explains why he would issue a report like that and who he's working for, the deep state. Now, why hasn't he been charged under this act? Why hasn't he? What's for you, sir? 
What can you tell us about the status of the FBI's investigation of President Biden's classified documents found next to his Corvette in Delaware and those found at the Penn Biden Center? Do we have an update on that, sir? What I can tell you is that there is an ongoing special counsel investigation led by Mr. Robert Herr, Robert Herr, Robert Herr, and we have FBI agents actively and aggressively with him on that case. Director, any agents who served on the Crossfire Hurricane investigation or the Mueller investigation, are any of those agents on Mr. Herr or Mr. Smith's special counsel team? I don't believe so, but... I can't, on the top of my head, go through the list of, there's a lot of agents involved in the two investigations, and so um, let me check into that and see if there's any way we can get back to on that. Which one of us is capable of the most deadpan expression? <laughs> I maintained my deadpan expression. It is hard to imagine the Justice Department without Rod Rosenstein. It is such a privilege to succeed you as United States Attorney for the District of Maryland. You've advised me that the most important thing I can do as U.S. Attorney is to hire good people. I followed that advice. We will continue to do our best to do the same. Thank you. I'm here today to announce the appointment of Robert Herr as a special counsel. I am confident that Mr. Herr will carry out his responsibility in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Herr, special counsel, H-U-R. You know who Herr is? Rod Rosenstein's number one lawyer when Rod Rosenstein was the attorney general in charge of the Russiagate investigation where Devin Nunes and I sent him a dozen subpoenas and Rosenstein and Herr blockaded the response to those subpoenas because they wanted to cover up the corruption at the FBI and DOJ. Thank you, Cash Patel. That's who Robert Herr is. You see all those faces in there? Rod Rosenstein, Bill Barr, uh, all of these deep staters, uh, all of them in cahoots. And then, of course, Merrick Garland making the appointment of Herr. Let's get this plan in motion. We'll spare Joe Biden any criminal action, but we'll take our boot and squash him out like a little fly, like an ant. And then install our next robot to be controlled. Who will that be? It's anyone's guess. I would say Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. As I mentioned, Michelle Obama would be their most certainly first choice. She would be the most easily one to be controlled as Barack Obama's husband. I mean, wife. <laughs> so Michelle Obama, God forbid. I want to run against Joe Biden, so I'll leave you with this. Republicans. I would try to insulate as much as we can from Joe Biden being able to make devastating decisions, keep pushing back, try to limit his power as much as possible, but we don't want to oust him. That's the guy we want to run against. Quite frankly, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the guy. I think the Democrats are going to replace him, and I'm still very, very confident that President Trump's going to have a huge victory, and it will be a red wave landslide. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Stinchfield. We're going to do more on this tonight. President Trump is speaking tonight from the NRA uh, outdoors show uh, in Pennsylvania. I believe that's in Harrisburg. 
President Trump is speaking there. We're going to carry that speech on Real America's Voice. And then after that speech, we will start the program. So I want you all to tune into that. I'm sure President Trump will be in rare form talking about this tonight, as he always is. GrantStinchfield.com is the website. That's where you can find me anywhere, GrantStinchfield.com. Stinchfield 1776, the social media outlets everywhere you find them. Thanks to our sponsor, Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com. And most of all, thanks to all of you. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. We'll see you tonight on The Real America's Voice Show.